Cheers. So when you're bold like me. <laughs> Don't worry, they're rated for 180 kilos. It's fine. Just. All right. Um, all right, I, I'm going I'm to start with something that none of these guys is going to know you for. Oh. Uh, you play a character called Khatip on, on Ses Topla on Yes, I do. Now, did the writers of that show, were they aware that Khatip was like the racist name that white people gave to colored people it was, in apartheid? It was, it was actually uh, an, an hilarious story. So obviously they, they'd written the part before I got cast and I tried everything to get them to change their minds because I was just like, it is not 1987. Yeah. What are we even <laughs> do? I know it's SABC1 and some of the programming is still from 1987, <laughs> but I was just like, come on. Um, but yeah, so the, the thing that I managed to get changed was traditionally uh, any colored person on TV would have to have been from Cape Town, like the, the right. accent, the, the ori- origin. I'm like, I'm from El Dorado Park, you know, and uh, if you like, yeah, yeah, we're. Is, is that in Essex in England? Is that. No, 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 no. So El Dorado Park. Accent so, like, so, like, so, like, everybody. <laughs> Everybody knows, everybody knows Mitchell's Plain, right, from, from, from the news, right? You know Mitchell's Plain? <laughs> so Mitchell's Plain, for, for colored people, that's like our head office, okay? And then I'm from Aldo's, which is like, like, the, like a branch in Johannesburg, the satellite office uh, in Johannesburg. So the same, the same cuck happens there, but it's just a little bit more raucous because there's no management and execs and you know how it goes. Like. So, so, so what you were saying before I rudely interrupted yeah. you was that that you got the character. Yes, the, so I, I'm, I'm now. I, the, so what the character is 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 uh, I'm uh, I play the, the the gym instructor. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your method. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. There we go. We know how real men are supposed to be built. You know what I mean? I'm, this is as the Lord intended. Full. You have no curves. You are wearing a lady's shirt. What are you even talking about? You, you, what What are you even know? Don't, don't, yeah, but that's insulting. Yeah, but you haven't eaten a carb in three years. Fuck off. You haven't, don't, don't, yeah. Don't indulge the drunks. Jason. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Isn't that your brother? We should have a sign up that says don't indulge yeah. the drunks. So, 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 yeah, so I play, I play the gym instructor, which I thought was hilarious, obviously. Um, and it's like, you never, so although I'm the gym instructor, you never see me exercising. I'm always teaching people to exercise while eating a chocolate bar in the gym. That's okay, basically okay. The, the, the whole premise. Um, and it's great, but I'm a, I'm a colored guy from El Dorado Park instead of a colored guy from Mitchell's Plain. So the accent so, is very different, a little bit more aggressive. It's um, a big win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Thank but you. But now, now look, the thing about you, though, is, and I'm going to tell this story from right at the beginning, because 
one, I was at the Comedy Underground one night and there were two Goliaths on the lineup. And this was the first. Everybody was like, there are two Goliaths on the lineup. The, the third of weird, July, 19... This is, this is a weird night. Yeah, I, I was just there hanging out, drinking the free beers. Yeah. And, and uh, as, I, as I traditionally did was I always ignore the open mics. And I was ignoring the two yes. Goliaths who were on because that's, I'm a fucking arrogant dick. You know that was our first ever show. My first ever right, time. Oh, really? Okay, okay, good. Because I only got to perform at the Underground once. Wow. Well, so I, it, was, it, was, it was the 3rd of July, 2011, um, and, and we booked this open spot. And that was my first ever show. You can say what you're going to say now. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, no. What I was going to say is, so I saw you that week and totally blanked you. And then the next week, yeah. you were really famous. How the fuck, what happened between... No, I mean, you know, the next time I saw you, how did they, like, that, is a, that was a meteoric rise to success. You know, there was, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of cheating involved. Okay. And, and I'm very good at cheating things. So, so what had happened was... I, I, I ran, I ran and say again. Sorry. <laughs> Not that type of cheating, baby. Not different, different cheating. Thanks, thanks. That's a good looking out there. Good looking out there. Could you, I could actually hear her vagina closing as I said the word. <laughs> and that's how I got a fright. I could hear. Like, you know, like, the, the, the eye of Saruman just turned on me there. Like, ah! Just, okay. okay, my balls were just like, apologize, apologize. Okay, 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 yeah. So... So what it was, was I, I, I ran an, an insurance uh, brokerage, um, kind of in my 20s, and I failed, like, wonderfully, spectacularly, went under in the most crazy flames, like, movie-style shit, and uh, I lost everything, and then I was like, okay, well, I, I'm not married, I don't have kids, if I'm ever going to try something crazy, this is the time, so I thought, let me try some, some, some kind of acting um, and, and presenting, and I'd been doing uh, a lot of MC work, kind of, you know, over the years, because that's that just something that I enjoyed. And uh, I started getting a lot of ads. Like I was, at one time, I think I was like, I was the dashboard head in an insurance ad. I was the Castle Lager guy. I was a DSTV guy. I was a wimpy guy. Like I was an ad whore. Like literally I was on every single ad. And I think it was just because I'm fat that I was like, getting value for money. You know what I mean? They're getting a lot of person. Um, and, and, and so I, I kind of built a bit of momentum as, as the Castle Lager guy. Uh, so a lot of people thought that I was a comedian already. So when they saw me for the first time, even though it was my first time out, they were like, ah, no wonder he's the Castle Lager guy because he's a comedian. But actually, unlike a lot of comics, it was, it was the other way around. So I very quickly realized that and then just leveraged off the fact that uh, I, I was fairly recognizable as a face, not a, not a person because I was just the guy from the Castle Lager guy. Nobody, everybody just knew that I was a drunk, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, that was kind of the, the, the cheat I used. And then I just worked my ass off. And then you worked your ass off. And now you get to be here. And, and uh, yeah. how so do you prepared. tell if a guy likes you? How do I tell if a guy likes you? How do you tell me? if a guy likes you? Well, it's, it's generally his, 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 his body language. So if he's, <laughs> if he's, if he's into me, um, he, he basically would, would, would pull his, his mouth back and his cock forward, trying to figure out... What's going on here? And he would, yeah, would seductively lick his lips while picturing my, my ring. I don't know what you're supposed to say. Is that too much? No? Okay. Uh, does your cat know if you're masturbating? I, I don't have a cat. I mean, I'd love to eat the pussy, but I don't have a cat. I don't. I just, no, I'm, just, I'm not a cat guy. I think cats are far too... I like dogs. Dogs are fucking stupid because you can say footsack and as it's running away, just say... And it forgives you immediately. It loves you with all the love in the world. I've just said to... Fuck off! And it forgives you. Whereas a cat, I've seen people go fuck off and then the cat fucks off for five days. <laughs> and then comes back and then doesn't talk to you for another two days and just kind of gives you... Because cats also give you a look. And their tongue. Like, what's up with the... Why? Why? 
Did you just hit a rich, weird, untapped vein of comedy there? Oh. Like the cat versus dog people, man. They were yeah. So cats, cats are far too intelligent. If you're going to have a pet you, and you're the pet's master, you must be the master. Nobody's a cat's master. If you have a cat and you think that you're the cat's pet, that's what I'm feeling. So no, I don't think the cat knows when I'm masturbating. Yeah? Have you ever done a murder? Have I, ever, have I ever done a murder? I, I have not done a murder. I've contemplated, possibly. Um, I feel like, you know, I, have, I, went through, I went through a phase where I was like, I've got to take it on my shoulders to take out Robert Mugabe. Like, remember, it was like, there was a phase when it was like, everybody was questioning, but why has nobody just shot the guy in the face? Why has it not happened? Like, and we, we always, I'm always like, conscious that in society, like, we all believe that somebody else will do the charity. Uh, somebody, somebody else will report the pothole in your street. Uh, somebody else will complain about whatever it is that, that, that is load shedding in your area. You know, we go to Twitter, we don't actually complain. And I just thought that I'm tired of being somebody else, so maybe I must just be the guy to shoot him in the face because I was tired of waiting for somebody else. Jesus. Basically, I went to no. I went to I went to perform in. I did I did Zimbabwe's first ever official comedy festival. So it was myself and Donovan, and it was. And when I say official, um, it was the first one that was sanctioned by the arts and culture department. So every other. C- performance that you've seen there happens under what they call an incidental performance. So a, a comic would fly in as a guest and say that they were at a dinner and they happened to be asked to perform and they jumped on stage and did three hours. You right. know what I mean? So that, that's the way they would do it. But I was part of the first. And, and I did this thing at this Rainbow Towers, which is like a hotel that the Chinese donated to them years ago. Um, so it's super, super old school, like from the 80s. And uh, the ZANU PF headquarters is in the front of the hotel, in the same premises. So, like, everywhere you go, there are just guys with machine guns. And then I realized why nobody shot him is because you you get shot. Like, he's not fucking around with security. The guy is probably the most protected president in the world. Like, if you even mention, like, at at the show, there are guys in the front with guns. At a radio interview, as you get to the interview, there's a guy with a gun just looking at you to say, please, motherfucker, please speak about him. Please, so that I can shoot you in the face. My favorite part of that whole story is how the anti-gay ZANU PF is based in the Rainbow Towers. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. It's, it's but it's famous. also like it gives a totally different meaning to the word dying. Like you've died on stage, right? Man, I think that we all, I mean, we, we all die and, and you never stop dying. You just die less, I think, as you, as you kind of get, get better. Um, but I think, I think your first major death is the one that stays with you because you realize how bad it is. Like, I feel like you guys have no idea how bad. Comedy death, I would rather give up my pinky. Sometimes I think I don't even really use this pinky. <laughs> I would rather give up this pinky than die because it's, it's the most excruciating, uh, soul-destroying confidence. It's obliterating. It's just... So I, was, I did this. I was invited by Rabin Harduth, who's a, you know, a fellow comedian and the, the first big brother guy that pumped the Afrikaans girl in the house. Um, <laughs> And, and I've been doing comedy for three months, and Rabin calls me up, and he's like, listen, uh, I want you to do this corporate for a Jewish fundraiser, uh, and I'm going to pay you two grand. And I must understand, I was <laughs> thinking that comedy was a hobby at this point, and I was like, yo, two grand is two grand, dog. And Rabin was getting paid 15. Probably, <laughs> but let's not bring that up. Indian people have got to stay true. Um, and, and so anyway, he, he picks me up, and, and the deal is I'm supposed to perform at 8.30, and I get there at this, at this place called Scarlet Lounge or something in, the, in, in Edenvale, um, and I get there, and it's, it's beautiful, and outside, I realize it, because I was picturing that it's going to be a fundraiser for students, and I get there, and there are Rolls Royces for days. So I'm talking like the, 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 the main Jews, like the, the Jew bosses are there. You know what I mean? If there are any Jewish people here, you know them. Like the, the, the real guys, those guys with big names on buildings. And I walk in, and as I walk in, there's a chair lady on stage, and she is bashing the Quran. 
We must burn the Quran. That's the first thing I hear. So then I realize, oh fuck, this is some serious, <laughs> this is some serious shit up in here. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do the comedy. I only have to do 15 minutes. Um, so I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the comedy, but it's, it's fine. And then they come and they say, look, we're running late. Uh, so you're not going to go on at 8.30. Uh, you're going to go on at 10. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I leave because I don't want to be there. I come back and eventually, uh, and, and Kevin Fine, old uh, 5FM now boss, Jack Randy, he's hosting. And I'll never, ever forget, Kevin Fine, we backstage, and uh, everybody, it's now 11 o'clock, and everybody's gone for dessert. So there's nobody at the tables. They've gone to the dessert buffet, uh, and some organizer comes to you and says, look, get the comedian on because we're out of time. And Kevin Fine from backstage says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a gentleman that's about to come on stage with a name that you will love, Goliath. And this is a Jewish thing. I mean, the Jews fight, you know, David and Goliath. And, and then he says, uh, please welcome Jason Goliath. And I get on stage and there's nobody there, firstly, because <laughs> they're all having dessert. And trust me, after I'd been doing comedy for three months, I would also have much rather had a bowl of chocolate ice cream because I was still a little bit shit. And then I start doing the jokes and I'm like, I'm killing. There's a couple of young tables in the front and it's, it's going well. And then I said the word cuck. And as I said cuck, I saw like the super Jew. Because you know you get the normal guy, then you get the, the super guy, and, then, and, he was, and he's the guy that sits next to the guy that has those stringy things all over, the super. And then I saw him look at the stringy guy, and the stringy guy didn't even talk, but he just went, and then the super Jew just went, and somebody ran up to the stage and just went, get him off! In the middle of my fucking set, my friend. In the middle of my set. Oh, that's, that's a good story, but I haven't got budget for you to slam the Jews on my podcast. I love the Jews. Like, I'm not, I love the Jews. I just don't I'm like not. that particular fundraiser. Jews this thing goes out unedited, Jason. You know how much this is going to cost me? Sorry. Oh, yes. Some mad shit. Okay, I'm going to give you another. If you could travel in time, right? You could travel yeah. in time, and you couldn't go back to kill baby Hitler. What baby would you go back to kill? I would, I would if I could go back in time, I would definitely kill... Jan van Riebeck. You killed Jan van Riebeck? Yeah. Like we didn't have other guys? No, I mean, I feel like I, feel like I, I, would, kill his, I would kill him because then the titties would still be out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you run, you know, Jan van Riebeck brought the apple of the Garden of Eden to Africa. We hadn't tasted the apple yet, man. Our titties were still out. Things were lovely. People were eating off the land. So I think Jan, maybe Jan van Riebeck, titties, guys, we would love to be the titties out. Is there, is there a man in this room that would object to the titties being out all the time? Is there anybody? You, Jesus-looking guy, would you object? No. Jesus, if Jesus says the titties can be out, then the titties... Ladies, take your titties out for Jesus. Do it for Jesus right now. Sorry. Good. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's time for a first date question. Yeah. I think it's very important. Have you ever been arrested? I, thank God, no. Okay? I'm, I'm scared of jail, mainly because I'm a, I'm a fat guy, and <laughs> if I take off all my clothes, my whole body basically looks like a bum. <laughs> so I would be a buffet in jail Literally Eight men would tell me at the same time So I am scared of jail But I did I, I almost I was like in a, in, a, in a I saved somebody from being arrested So I don't know if I can, if I can tell this I'm probably going to get him into shit But I did, a, I did a gig down in Cape Town And long story I end up at Mavericks Their strip club um, With the head of Comedy Central Africa at the time Okay, yeah. and uh, obviously there's a big deal. I'm a comedian. He's the head of Comedy Central. There's a couple other big guys in the room, and uh, we end up at, at Mavericks, the strip club, and it's it's a bit boring for me because I'm just like you know. Yeah, yeah. Strip clubs are boring for all men when yeah, their girlfriends are in the room. It's like a Muslim That's guy going to a, a restaurant yeah. during the fast. You can smell the food, you can look at the food, but you can't eat the food. It's it's bullshit. Anyway, so 
I'm upstairs having a smoke and they got this little balcony and I look down and I just see cops everywhere. Like out of nowhere, there's been this raid. So apparently the cops broke through the bulletproof glass with an axe. They come into the club and they've got a camera and everybody's freaking out. Are we on the strip club? Are we Indian people? Are we? Um, and and it's, 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 it's crazy because everybody just goes into flat panic. So strippers are running to hide their drugs. Uh, people are just in, in full-on panic. And I'm always just like, assess the situation. I'm not here illegally. I don't have anything illegal on my person. So they're not here for me. So I'm chilled. Go downstairs and all of these businessmen are panicking because they've got big meetings the next day. Their wives don't know where they are. It's full panic. And eventually somebody shouts, they're letting out the South Africans. And then I saw that grown-ass men in business will fucking leave you at the scene of a crime and save themselves because they're all just scattered. So I'm like, let me hang back just in case somebody has a, tr- has a problem and make sure that we're all outside. So I'm like, last, we're in this long queue now. And, uh, and the head of Comedy Central is like probably six or seven guys ahead of me. And there's a guy just checking IDs and letting people out. And he gets there and the guy checks his ID and he's Dutch. So he's not, he's not, he's not South African. They check his ID and the guy says to him, no, 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 we're here for you. Have a seat. So the guy literally starts cucking himself because you can't be arrested. Now you're being arrested. What the fuck is going on? And he comes to me and he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck to do. And this is literally all the blood is drained out of his body. And I'm like, dude, just calm down. I'm not going to leave you here. I'll make sure you get out. And he's like, what the fuck are you going to do? This guy just said that I must sit down. I'm like, dude, just, just leave it with me. I said, stay here at the bar. I'm going to go talk to the cop. And when I lift my hand like this, you don't look at anybody. You don't talk to anybody. You walk straight out. So I go and I get there and it's a Mursa Afrikaans policeman with like casual clothes, but he's got that metal badge on the leather pouch, you know, on the, on the front. So he's like proper official guy. And I get there and he just says, ID. And I show him my driver's license and he says, go. And I say, sir, if you don't mind. And he says, I said go. And then I'm like, sir, my name is Jason Goliath. I'm a comedian. The gentleman over there may not be South African, but he's the head of Comedy Central and he's here with me. You and me, we both understand I cannot leave without him. And we also understand that you're not here for him. And he looks at me and he says, Ah, fuck, is he cast a lager guy? <laughs> and he says, Go. My friend, you must understand that as a young comedian, I'm with the head of Comedy Central who's about to get arrested. I swear I heard Superman music. I lifted my hand like, He walked out, and you know when a man kisses you on the mouth and says, I'm going to love you forever. I will save you. And then no. he went straight to his hotel room and peed. It was, it was the most beautiful moment of my life. And of, that story was so interesting in my head. But that guy's body language is killing me. He's just like, I would much rather be watching Seven Delan. Look at that fucking... <laughs> fuck. This is the bit where I, I show that I've done a bit of research on you. Yeah. But Are we allowed I, to swear, by the way? I've been swearing a lot. No, no, no. You look, you look, oh. gr- you look gorgeous. You look Thank great. You. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, in, in an interview you did about two years ago, you said all first world comedy is similar. Yes. Uh, and that South African comedy is going to take the world by storm because it's different. What do you mean? So what I, what I mean is, and, and if you, I mean, you've, you've done international comedy. So you must understand the, diff, the major difference between South Africa uh, as a third world country and any first world country, and what most people don't give credit for is the fact that we've got a tiny middle class. Okay, like it's proper tiny as a proportion to the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole country. So what happens is because we've got so much diversity, so much history, in first world countries, everybody goes to the same type of education, they live in the same type of neighborhoods, they have the same type of stories, and comedy is all about connecting dots. So 
if you come from a certain background, from an information point of view, and all your, all your, everything that you've been fed is very similar, whether you speak English or French, if you come from a first world country, their rhythm is all very similar at the moment. And I'm not talking about the guys that we all know. I'm talking about the club scene guys that, we haven't, that haven't like kind of broken through. So their rhythm is all very similar. Their stories are all very predictable because they all have similar outcomes because their thoughts and their minds work the same. Whereas South Africans, we come from such a unique background and so much pain and happiness at the same time that we think differently. So our stories are a lot richer um, and we are a lot more unpredictable. We also frown upon guys that are the same. So you know, like in the comedy industry with us, if you are similar to another act, uh, you're not going to make it. You know what I mean? If, you, if, if we think, so if you think that I'm very similar to Robbie Collins, for example, then I'm done because we already have a Robbie Collins. Where internationally, from a club perspective, that doesn't seem to be a bigger thing. So they're just, they just happy that you're a little, bit, a little bit funny. And that's why I feel when there's a South African in an international lineup, it's so fresh that it blows their mind. And then people buy apartments for $10 million. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, I can see why, why people have you down as motivational speaker and comedian, I guess. It's like ah. a, yeah, because that's, that's the thing that you do. You're a happy guy, right? Like, I mean, you're, uh, you talk about that a lot. You talk about your hashtag, I you know, love my life, yeah. you're a happy guy and everything else. I, I, I'm not interested in that. When did you last cry? Um, I last cried two weeks ago. Like when Man United... No. Oh, okay. uh, one, of my, one, of my, one of my best childhood friends, um, we, we, played, we played rugby together in high school. Uh, has got stage four cancer and he's, he's got two little boys and uh, he sent me a message saying, dude, will you help me record a video of me teaching my boys to shave and will you play it for them when they're at an appropriate age? And it makes you realize we don't have fucking time. And then people, people are kind of hard on me about why are you so happy all the time? I'm like, because I could go tomorrow and I want to be able to say that I did my best to be happy every fucking day. And it's just, thank you. That's, that's deeply bleak, and this is a comedy podcast, so well, why do I have steam coming out of my vagina? Yeah, no, but you, you can't ask a question like, when last did you cry? Oh, that's a sad story. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck off. Look at you acting all surprised Why now. do I have steam coming yeah. out of my vagina, Jason Goliath? Why do you have, why steam? Do I have steam coming out of my vagina? Uh, this is you, from Yahoo y- Questions. It's oh, a, it's oh. a font of importance. Because my cock's so hot, baby. <laughs> no. Now, because water to steam. It's not smoke. Hannes was making smoke references. It's, it's, it's water, steam. So then if you hot in the, and then the condensation. Is there I think probably too much I detail. skipped a step, I think. I think, yeah, I think we, we, I, we I had skipped it at a step. The, but the, if you got that hot cock and you got that hot pussy, <laughs> they're going to be steam, baby. They're going to be steam. <laughs> <laughs> One final thing while I have you here, because you seem to know how this industry works. Yeah. Uh, how do I get YouTube, YouTube to come and film me? How do you get YouTube to how come and film me? How do I get YouTube you? to come and film me? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you know how YouTube works, but it basically you can just film yourself and then put it up there for free. I don't know. Is this a trick question? Yeah, that, that, like, that explains this, a lot of yeah, do they? So you've just been waiting, searching your name every day and just going, still haven't come. They Look, stole, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm starting they, to see why I'm not stole, on there now. I'm, they still I'm haven't come. Yeah, I could <laughs> film kidding. you right now and just put up and then you could ask the question and then it would be on YouTube, man. It would be amazing. Six, uh, people, six people would watch it and you three could one, hate one thumb down. Yeah, one will tell me he thinks I'm a fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> then you're going you're gonna to also get a norm, there's normally a stalker in there going, I like your eyes. Yeah, that's it. I, that, that's yes. the guy I'm looking for, Leon. That's the guy I'm... 
I yeah. want that guy who's like, I'm masturbated to this. That's the it's, guy. It, 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 always, it always just makes me think. Because my favorite, my favorite, I know this is not about you, but my favorite Warren Robertson line is, is you end a gag with it. I've got this huge dildo and a criminal walks in and you just look him in the eyes and go, I've been expecting you. <laughs> but it's the way you say it. I've been expecting yeah. you. It's a true story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Mr. Jason Goliath. <laughs> <laughs>